0: Stop whining, make a bold move, and do something amazing with your 40-plus gay life. Let's get to the show with your tell-it-like-it-is host, Rick Clemens, who does his best to never act like a dick or a diva unless you act like one first. All right, so you're one of those guys, 40-plus, and yes, look down. You may have one of those little pooches, and it's shaming you. It's absolutely driving you nuts, or maybe you look in the mirror, and guess what? what used to be that nice little beautiful bubble, but it's disappearing or it's sagging or any number of things that suddenly goes, we got to get to the gym. We got to get to the gym. We got to get to the gym. We got to start dieting, 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 dieting. And then you're like, Oh fuck it. It's just not worth it. Well, boys to men, men that grow old, it is worth it. It is so worth it to pay attention to ourselves, our bodies, but sometimes that over shaming that we gay men love to do to ourselves can be the worst thing that we ever do to ourselves. So today we're gonna dive into that world of overcoming our body shame and building an incredible fit, strong bodies in a way that makes you comfortable. My guest today, his name is Jared Bruce Lee. He is the CEO of the Daring Academy for Gay Men. So wake up boys, it's time to get daring. He's been featured on Queerity Men's Health He has this driving desire to really impact men and gay men in particular about their body and demolish those beliefs. Like I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. Bitches. You are all worthy of being who you want to be in the world. So before I just take over the whole show, I'm really, can you tell I'm really excited about this guy? Plus he's really cute. Just going to say it guys. He's really cute. He's just a cute guy. Um, Nothing like having a cute guy to talk to for the next 30, 40 minutes who also really gives a damn about gay men, their bodies, and the views that we have about what it means to be a gay man. So here he is, without further ado, Mr. Jared Bruce Lee. I don't know, are you related to Bruce Lee, man? I know People probably
1: ask you that all the time, right? I, <laughs> I may be related yeah. to Bruce Lee. Uh, we do share, share the same surname. Um, Rick, it's so great being here. Thank you for such a great introduction and love every, every bit of that. Um, that's an and you're thing, coming
0: yeah. to us live from japan so this is like a really yeah. special treat like it's he's just getting his day started and i'm just like i'm just ready to do this podcast and be done but no i'm not I, i've been looking forward to this <laughs> so much but um part of what i know for me as a guy over <laughs> 40 you know i actually I'm, I'm approaching 60 it's a hard one for me to say but i have struggled with a lot of different things battle of the bulls for sure um, I'm really excited because since November, I've come down almost, almost we're approaching that 40 mark. I'm, I can't believe I've dropped 40 pounds, wow. uh, um, working, working smartly, working smartly guys. Listen to what I just said, working smartly. Okay. Maybe a little hard at times. Like today I went to the gym. I'm like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to, <laughs> I was looking around going, is my mom watching? Is she like about to come and swaddle me like a little kid? Cause I was like whining cause I didn't want to be there. <laughs> But I think it's consistency and, first of all, learning to love yourself. So what are some of the things when you start diving in, man, when you really start dealing yeah. – I know body shame is a big piece of this. But where
1: do you really start with oh. those as you work with them? Yeah. Firstly, congratulations on the 40 pounds loss already and just doing it in a smart way. That's that's fantastic since November. Um, that's super exciting there. So yeah, diving in, I, I love how you brought up the, the body shame. There's so many – pieces to making, to weight loss, to getting in shape, looking and feeling good. And usually first step that we dive in is actually what are those key motivators going on and also what are some of those unhelpful beliefs in the past that has led people to where they are today?
0: It's always the beliefs. Trust me, it's yeah. so much the beliefs of what we think we are. So I'm really glad you brought that up because that's huge, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, 100% because the beliefs, right? So it's, from what I've noticed, a lot of the times it's easy to look at weight loss as this, you know, you see diet plans all out everywhere you can bombarded yeah. with all this, all this different marketing. But in, a lot of the times it doesn't address how hard it can be, why things are the way it is now because of everything you've been told in the past. And we can go back as far back as, this is in my own personal life, um, by the way, Rick, as well as all the people we've helped is the negative comments. And it starts off even from our sexuality too as gay men. So if you have been shamed for our sexuality, the feelings of feeling not good enough for um, our sexuality, if you've been shamed for maybe you've at school, you've been called names, maybe it's um, it can be as innocent as for example, for myself, personally, my, my dad would tap me on the stomach all the time, you know, on my belly um, sharing, say, Hey, you're, you're putting on a bit of weight here. you got to eat a little bit less to the real um, to the more obnoxious ones where people on the playground might say, Hey, um, call you the fat kid or, All those different comments, it leaves a mark and it can start to leave us to feel we're not worthy. We can't make these changes and make this identity around ourselves. Mm
0: -hmm. You know, you just hit on something that I haven't even, Mm -hmm. it hasn't crossed my mind in decades, honestly. Mm -hmm. But the things that people say and suddenly, I don't know why, I guess because I was working with a private client over the weekend and this kind of came up. I remember standing on the playground and I was I've always been a stocky guy. I'm just ai am a big guy. I was a big guy when I was a kid. I mean, if we shaved off all the excess fat, which I've been to that point, we you know I've been what the charts say and people are like, you look really sick. I'm like, of course, I look really sick because these charts are so off. I am six foot four, a very big frame. I mean, my chest even without any fat on it, is it like a size 46? My chest is that big around. So mm-hmm. it's a big frame, right? I remember being on the playground and the favorite things kids used to say is fatty, fatty, two by four, can't get through the bathroom door. And I'm like, those messages stick with you. Because mm-hmm. there were times that before I started really coming in tune with myself, and it's still tough at times, I would hear that little voice. I would hear those kids saying that. Mm. And I think this is the shaming that we go through as a society because we see, you know, you know, here in the States last night, I'm sure it was, it was, you know, all across the globe being televised, but I actually, this time watching the Oscars, I'm like, I don't have anything better to do this afternoon. So I kind of watched the red carpet stuff and watched them coming in. And I was like, it was sad. It was sad that this is the epitome of, I mean, okay, they're beautiful people. I'm not going to say they weren't, but I looked at many, many of those actors and actresses and thought it wouldn't be worth it. It would not be worth it. That everything I do revolves around how thin do I look? Does this dress look good on me? Do I, am I, you know, because it's bad enough to have the pressure of life, but you add that, yes, I realize this is what quote they quote sign up for, right?
1: yeah
0: but what we put ourselves through as humans and especially as gay men so let's go a little bit into like what was there's obviously you got your story that finally said wait this doesn't work for me and my dad you know hit me in the stomach it's interesting you told that story because my client shared a story that his parents always talked about Oh, you know, such and so they're putting a little, you know, they're putting some weight on. The, wasn't yeah. saying it directly to him per se, but when you're surrounded by these messages, I mean, my dad used yeah. to do this to my mother all the time, still does. I'm like, you're 80 years old, man, yeah. back off.
1: Wow. But, um, wow. wow. Yeah.
0: So for you though, there has to the, be a story to why this became so important to you.
1: Yeah, there definitely is. I, I want to say thank you as well for sharing what you shared, and it just. It really breaks my heart because of my own personal life, and hearing how that has impacted you because it leaves the mark, and it's so it can hold us back in ways that we don't understand. It's those messages that's um, especially when we're at that young age, we don't have the tools. When you're when you're how old were you? Was it ten? Did you say in the playground? Eight to ten.
0: Yeah, I mean it was it was there a good part of my younger life, and then even when I got into High school, it was kind of like I wasn't quote fat. I was probably the, on these on today's standards. Yeah, I would have been probably considered obese, but I definitely wasn't like. I mean, I'm six foot four, so I'm a big yeah. presence, right? But yes, and those it, it stuck with me.
1: Yeah, and at, at that age, we don't have any tools to deal with it, and it's that's the market leaves. It's um, it's it's difficult, and it just breaks my heart there.
0: And your, your, your own story has to be filled with something somewhat similar.
1: Yeah. So there was, there's quite a few different parts. So from with there's my dad, I had a lot of friends that would pinch my cheeks, call me, um, I, I wasn't dr- drastically overweight, but it, pinch my cheeks, um, call me chubby and a lot of different names being called. And I just remember hating every bit of it. Um, and it only started to pile up more as getting to 10 years trying to understand my sexuality and then putting myself out there on online dating, trying to date guys. And then the rejections around that, there was a few parts of that, where it's my ethnicity, how I looked, a lot right. of bits and pieces there. And I just, it really affected me where i believed that i was just not worthy i believed that i wasn't good enough i'm not a worthy human being i'm not attractive i'm ugly i am um, no one will ever want to date me Um, i don't have anything of value to give and those messages ran so strong i would do anything i did insane stupid things I ran for 20 kilometers at a time I've done crazy diets, eat just oranges cut out all sugar I'm never going to touch chocolate again I'm never going to eat cake again um but only made things worse every time I did that I tried to cut things out I actually started developing some binge eating issues where I remember being sitting outside a supermarket. This is my twenties, early twenties now where I finished work and I went straight to the supermarket, grabbed a lot of chocolate, tub of ice cream, a bag of um, potato crisps, chips. And I scoffed it all down within 10 minutes, just go. Um, And it was uncontrollable. And what I didn't realize at the time was there was all this shame that I didn't deal with. I was trying to compensate just by taking charge with all the food. And um, I didn't realize as well that I wasn't nourishing my body, what I truly needed, that there was actually a better way to get in shape. There was a better way to do things and to love myself rather than do it as a form of punishment of just saying, you're not good enough, you're ugly, you need to get better.
0: And I think a lot of us, try to do the easy way to get this done, you know, try to build muscle, try to lose weight. Um, you know, whatever it is to change our physical manifestation. And I don't think either one of us Jared is saying there's anything wrong with it. I think what we're Uh, saying is there's a loving way and a healthy way to do this versus let's go for the thing that's going to make it happen. And I've been there. I have, I have bounced up and down the scales, millions of times yeah. this go around first of all and there's something you brought up in you know some ideas of what we might talk about i have started to truly embrace that my physiology changes as i'm getting older so does my mm. psychology change and how i'm able to do this is completely different than in five years ago 10 years ago definitely different than 20 years ago right 20 years ago, I had just come out of the closet. I had finally come out to be truthfully who I was. And and I was going through some pretty deep stuff through divorce and trying to find my place in the you know, LGBTQ community. And I I got sucked into, well, if I'm going to get a man, I got to look great, right? And I don't doubt, I don't change that feeling whatsoever. But the way I was getting there was ridiculous. And And when I referred earlier in the podcast to, you know, having played to the charts, right? <laughs> like, okay, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be this weight. I actually, so most guys and gals who met me, they know I'm a big, tall guy, six foot four. When I feel my best, quite honestly, it's when I'm around 260 to 270 on my body. Doesn't mean I couldn't lose a little bit still. When I came out of the closet, I went clear down to one ninety. And I looked like Mm. skin and bones. I looked really good as far as when you looked at me in the face and stuff. But, you know, if you put on my cycling gears and stuff, I actually looked like a true, like, lean cyclist. But I wasn't pretty. I thought I was great. But what I realized is I had gone and overcompensated in the complete other direction, Mm. right? And I didn't realize it until I did my very first cycling event. And I did great. I mean, I rode like a man, man. My first big cycling event was a a century hundred mile ride. And I'm like, cool. I got it done. Right. The week after I did that, I was sick as a dog sick because I realized my body needed so much energy and stuff through that ride. But all the way up to that ride, I had been like diet, 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 keep the weight off, keep the weight off, keep the weight off. And suddenly when my body's like, but I need this. I need some proteins. I need some food. I need some, my body didn't know what to do with it because I'd gone from one extreme into the other. Yeah, And that actually put me on a different pathway of these extremes don't really work. I kind of knew it already because my background's nutrition and dietetics, but I never played to it. And it was the body confidence mindset that was getting me all screwed up. I felt like if I had the right body, then everything would be great. I would be so confident. Yeah. Suddenly when I had that really lean body, I wasn't as confident because guess what happened after that? I would walk into a gay bar. A few guys would chat me up. And then I heard a couple of guys one night say, he's really good looking, but he looks really sick. Wow. Now, this is back in the day where still HIV and AIDS was kind of a thing, right? And I thought, that's not good because my own parents thought I was positive as well. And like, I'm not, I swear to God, I'm not. Not that there's anything wrong with being positive, but back then there was the stigma. And when I heard those two guys say it, I'm like, wait, 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 something's not right here. I'm a healthy guy. Now let's roll forward to today. I know that some of those unhealthy, what I considered good habits, have probably have probably impacted some of the stuff I'm going through these days, because you have to have a continuum, and I think that's where you come in. Is you're like dieting causes, you know, actually a lot of chaos in our bodies,
1: right? One hundred percent, right, right. So dieting, what it does when we put our body through that, we not giving the nutrition that we need. Not the proteins that we need, we start to actually break down our bodies in ways that isn't good for it. Um, it does it it's in physiological ways on a mental basis as well. And what happens is that we start to play around, mess around with our metabolism and how body functions. Um, and often if you pair that with, if we only diet as well, if we do diets without the right exercise to build our muscle mass, our strength, what happens is that our metabolism starts to tank. So what actually happens, and we see this all the time, is people who go on to these diets, as you've done and I've done, we've both done, we wreck our metabolism and we start to go back to our old habits, we put on more weight along the way. Mm Mm-hmm we'll wreck things further, we may diet go through another diet cycle, we'll lose weight again, and what ends up happening is more weight is gained over time because we're actually digging away the essential muscle tissue that is required to actually help us function at our very best. And the beautiful part with this, though, Rick, right, is that there's a better way to do things here. You don't have to diet. You don't have to take away your favorite foods. You don't have to skip out on chocolate or alcohol or whatever favorite foods you have is finding that balance of how can we Mm -hmm. include what you love to eat and feel good love your body nourish your body so that you can look and feel the way you want and i love what you shared earlier rick right is there's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to look attractive sexy and whether you're 30 40 50 60 it doesn't matter as gay men we Want to look and feel attractive? That's important. Right. Um, but then, coming from a place of self-love, rather than a place of "you're not good enough," which is often what really trips people off, is that shaming message. Right,
0: and yeah. shame is so huge. So I know when you and I were talking prior to the podcast, you had come up with like you know yeah. ideas. Some of the biggest mistakes that hold gay men from really in their best, succeeding at this fitness journey. And I would love to dive into that because I think for guys over 40, especially, especially if you've struggled, you know, this, yeah. this weight gain, weight loss struggle is it's a pattern. It's a habit. I hate to say yeah. it, but that's what it is. And for some of us, it, it is something that we live with on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. One of the mistakes that I feel like I made, and then I want to kind of get into what you've discovered, are some of the biggest mistakes. is looking for the quick fix. There is no quick fix to this. In fact, if I was going to say there's any quick fix, is getting your head in the right space. And that's not even quick. But if you're going to try to like, let's wave a magic wand, it starts with getting your mind in the right space. And because I'm a coach and I do this all day long with people, like Mm -hmm. to really get to why this is important to you. Not because you want to look sexy, not because you want your ass to look great so you can get laid, not because you want to have six pack abs. Those are all great things. Don't get me wrong there, guys. But what's the real deep why? Why is this important to you? And the bigger question I usually ask, and what will it do if you get there? What is it going to do for you, your life, your happiness, your joy? Because when you can really get to that, even if that is getting laid on a regular basis, great. But what is getting laid on a regular basis? Do for you. You got to go beyond just that surface thing. So, what's a mistake you feel like gay men make? And just you can start listing them. You can start with one, and we can explore. But what's one you know a lot of gay men make?
1: Yeah, let's let's go. So the first one you shared already, right? So going for the quick fixes, and this happens over and over again. Where if you are constantly looking for that next fad diet, whether it's keto, whether it's intermittent fasting, whether it's cutting out certain type of foods. If you are going for in the next 10 weeks, I'm going to achieve this and then I can go back to what I've usually done. That's not going to help. If you've got a quick fix of, I'm going to start a workout plan and do this for X amount of time. And then I'm going to achieve my goal and that's it again, that's going to stop you because that quick fix again, it's never going to achieve the results but what happens right, when you can go down deeper into the mind of exactly what you shared there, the big why, and why not on a surface level, surface level is awesome. You know, great. I want to lose 20 pounds. I want to lose 40 pounds. I want to get abs, whatever that looks like. Great. But why is it at a fundamental core level for you? And there's two paths to this that can be really helpful is why on a fair level so oftentimes if you don't look after your body if you don't eat well if you don't work your body work out in ways that feel good for you what is your life going to look like if another five years goes by 10 years goes by 15 years goes by 20 years goes by and when you really dig into that see how that would impact your life and this is unfortunate right is that as human beings, majority of us, 80, 90%, we're motivated more by fear than by desire. And when we can really see, wow, okay, if I don't do these things, how is my health going to suffer? How are the people around me, that my loved ones, going to suffer as a result? If you're single, how this can m- maybe affect your dating life? How is it affecting your confidence, mental health? You go, wow, okay, I really need to do something here. Um And then there's other part which is shared, right, right, is the joy, the happiness. What is that going to do for you if you can have more energy? And oftentimes, starting from the age of 30, 40, beyond, our energy can start to really decline physiologically. But then if you add in the exercise, if you get in the proper strength training, even one, two, three times a week, that can make a big difference for our energy levels. And also in terms of reversing some of the effects when, if you haven't exercised for a long time, the muscle loss, that's going to affect that things there for you to really reverse the effects there. How's, how's your joy, your energy levels, your confidence. What's that going to mean for you for your dating life? If you're single, if you're in a relationship, again, your dating life there, what are you going to do with that confidence? You can tackle the things that you want in the powerful way that you want really digging into that. So, really go into the why and that big why, Rick, right? It's different for every single person. You don't want to borrow, take away, you don't want to take someone else's why. You really want to find that for yourself. Um, so, well, that's what I, I,
0: I was, find so many gay men do that. Oh, I, you know, I'm doing this because, and then suddenly they say the thing. And again, not knocking this, guys, but they say almost verbatim what the latest thing is, is why we do this, right?
1: Yeah.
0: It's got to be for it's got to be deep in you. So I'll use myself as an example real quick on this. And I want to get back to this list. So because I've had some health issues, most of my listeners know that I had a stroke back at the beginning of December and this was stroke number two. First one, I wasn't uber concerned because it was an ocular stroke. It only affected my left eye for a very short period of time. There were no residuals. Okay, I mean, I was literally back out the door up and back on, on a spin bike and swimming and everything by the end of the week after this happened. People are like, oh, my God, you're crazy. I'm like, well, why wouldn't I be, right? This one was a little bit different. I still recovered really quickly. I came out of that hospital, like pretty good space and mind and all that sort of stuff. But I have seen now as time has passed, and even most recently, there's been some interesting things going on. The reason I'm really working at this I initially would say, because there's a wedding in my future for my oldest daughter, <clears throat> when people would first say, Well, what's your what's your reason? It came from a place of fear. I don't want to miss this wedding. Didn't okay, it motivated me a little bit, but it was like coming from such a place, I don't want to miss this wedding. Now I say, I'm doing this because I can't wait to go waltz my daughter down that aisle. I can't, I'm so excited. I'm ready to do this. Even just saying that, I think some of you probably had a visceral reaction to, I just, I don't want to miss walking her down the aisle too. I can't wait to waltz her down the aisle and walk her down. I mean, I can't wait to like give her a hard time when I give my dad speech, right? (sighs) This is why I want to get better shape. I want to be there for her. I want to be able to do it with my youngest one whenever she decides to do this. And I don't want to leave my husband walking down that aisle by himself. There's my why. That's only a little bit of my why. But I wanted to share that because when you dig deeper, guys, it goes well beyond the bubble butt. I mean, I don't think most of us would say, no, I don't care about a bubble butt. Oh, please. (laughs) He doesn't like a nice bubble butt? Come on. But uh, I think these are those interesting things. So what's another mistake you feel like gay men make in this quest for fitness and great bodies.
1: Yeah, okay. So, well, by the way, Rick, I can see that, that deep, that powerful why for you with your daughter's wedding that's going from that fear to the excitement. Both are so crucial, right? And I, I can see how visceral that was and I can feel it as you share that. So another big why, this this almost goes along with the same piece, right, is not truly confronting your fears hmm. and by fears, oftentimes it's easy, easier. It feels easier to shove it away, put it in a box, pretend it's not there. Sweep it on the rug, but those fears, nor wait, nor away at us until we truly look at it yep. and some of the fears we've discovered, right, is feeling unworthy. Of making the change so feeling unworthy it's not you're just unworthy to actually create this transformation because of the past we've covered that earlier already and then sometimes it can even come from another fear which is what happens if you do achieve it what happens if you actually get in the shape that you want how is that going to impact things and a lot of the fears sometimes people fear you may potentially lose some of the friends or the people around you who don't mm-hmm. share the same habits you may have to actually really confront and sustaining that life so that's another fear too right if i do achieve it what happens if i lose it what happens if i can't sustain it and once you dig into these fears truly understand like what you shared earlier too rick right with say with your daughter's wedding and wanted to be there, what are those fears when you can really dig in deep to those fears is going to help power things forward. And a lot of the times, and another fear that could be, it could be to do with age and what happens as your body changes. What are some of those fears around that? All of those fears, when you start to confront it, you become so much more powerful because you're in a powerful place where you truly have that awareness and a big mistake. What I see all the time is as human beings, right? It's it's, we would like to stay comfortable and we shy away from the fears, but that actually makes things worse because if you don't confront it, you're never going to make the necessary changes. Yep. And that
0: confronting it is, it's really scary. It's, I mean, I think for gay men, Mm. if we can confront our sexuality, which was scary And we can confront coming out of the closet, which is scary. And we can confront the daily stuff that we face as gay men, whether it's being rejected by our own community or wondering if, you know, things are going to be good for us as a society. All of those things, all of those things are overcomable. Yeah. But you have to be able to see that they are. Yeah. And now one of the things that I've noticed in my journey, which kind of ties to okay, well, what if I do all this? Okay. Yes. There's some medication that's kind of helping me to some degree with this, but I'm being very cognizant that, okay, I know all about this meds that's helping me to some degree, but I'm also noticing that when I get in the mindset of have dinner, no, I'm not going back for seconds. It used to be, oh, but I really, you know, I really want this. Now it's do I really want it enough? Do I really, and I don't use the word need very often, Jared, but Mm. this is one of those moments when I'll sit there, like I just, and I've learned to change habits around eating and, and, you know, the pace that I eat at and, you know, all these sort of things. And I've noticed that if I just sit there after I've finished for a bit, I don't really focus on the food or the second helping. Mm. It's amazing what our body will do. It will finally go, okay, I'm turning off. Done. Sometimes it's just taking the pause. Now, Mm -hmm. I could go into my head too and go, okay, but what if this doesn't work? Then what happens? Right. Of course, Mm -hmm. we can all go there. But if that's where we center our minds, right, that's the negativity that's already sitting there ready to go, see, I told you so. See, I told you so. See, I told you so. so." Versus, what's the possibilities? What's the possibility that I'm really not hungry? What's the possibility that I don't need that second big or maybe I do want some seconds, but I don't have to do seconds like let's just fill the plate up just like I did. These are the things that small little changes. I think we've been so conditioned by societal's way to do this. That we have to make these huge strides. So, again, I'm going to come back to how much I've, you know, like I said, I'm I'm approaching close to 40 pounds over not quite six months. But actually, wow. if you take that and you divide that, that's about five pounds a month, which is actually higher than most people would recommend. But I've also amped up the volume a little bit. Notice, guys, I said mm-hmm. a little bit on the amount of exercise. All of this has happened pre-having the stroke, too. I mean, I was already on this track, like, early November, late October. Stroke happened, so I know that that had some to do with it because a lot of things have changed. But if I was to say the tweaks i would made, it's not having a second helping maybe once a week twice a week i do that but not every night i quit eating okay so i'm in, i'm an intermittent faster i quit eating by like eight o'clock at night no other solid food is going in my body and i don't eat again till 11 12 o'clock the next day did i do that overnight oh no when i started wow. intermittent fasting i went with the shortest window and I did it for two, three weeks. And I'm like, well, let's go to the next window. Let's take one, add one hour onto this. Your bodies are amazing things. In fact, one, another personal trainer I recently had mm-hmm. on the podcast, he said something and I'd love your insight on this too, because I think this is a mistake that anybody does, but gay men in particular, mm-hmm. he goes, you don't have to bust it out at the gym. You have to be very focused in what you're doing mm-hmm. at the gym. Because you don't have to do 20 reps of something. Because I'd much rather see somebody do something slow and intentional and really do it in the right way than to go, great, I just did 20. So, of course, the next day I'm in the gym and I'm watching this guy and he's just going to town. I'm like, wow. So I thought, okay, I'm going to, you know, and I know some of this, again, I've been, some of this has been good stuff I've heard before. That day at the gym, I literally really practiced like, eight to 10 reps, really slow and steady and holding and, you know, Mm -hmm. and all that. I walked out of that gym pouring out sweat. Now I'm a sweater too, but (laughs) I was like, Oh my God, this is crazy. I felt so alive because I took the time to slow and think and do. And yes, of course, did I up some weights a little bit? Yes. But I think this is the thing. So again, back to the mistakes, don't you find that a lot of people follow the next greatest, mm. like this is the greatest next greatest workout mm. instead of just sticking to the basics.
1: That is, that's fantastic. You actually, can you, there's a few, three parts you touched on, which I really want to need to cover here. So, uh, as well, as you can remember is number one, you shared about listening to your body is our bodies know a lot of stuff. And once we really face, when we're able to face our feelings, the fears, everything going on, intuitively listening to your body, to what it needs nutritionally, what you truly need is powerful. And I love that what you've been doing there already, Rick, by like taking the pause and the step-by-step process of losing the 40 pounds rather than this um, quick fix mentality. And then what you mentioned about intermittent fasting, by the way, intermittent fasting, keto, all these different things, they can work. It's about what works for you. And it's about really developing that lifestyle for it. So it's not so much as any diet that doesn't work. It's about what works for you there. And then, what you share lastly, third of all, right, is that body mind connection is so crucial because what happens often, this is that other big mistake, is if you go to the gym and just go through the motions, you don't understand the technique, you don't understand what you're doing. Fant- number one is fantastic. You're showing up at the gym, first of all. That's really I always love acknowledging that the fact that someone is going is fantastic. But then, number two is actually being intentional. Are you focused? Are you working out in a way that you're understanding what you're doing, moving your body, listening to your body? Or are you, again, like what you shared, Rick, right? Are you swinging things around? Are you just getting it done? And that can make all the difference for results too. And I love how the sweats happen for you there, Rick, by by doing that.
0: It's huge. It's huge. Uh, So what's another mistake you feel like we gay men make in this quest for? (sighs)
1: Okay, so... I'll say this is an interesting one, which is the unwillingness to let go of your past self. And sometimes we can build this identity, right? Where we feel very attached to. And it's very comfortable. It's very comfortable. And I see this all the time is say with clients who come, for example, they um they maybe in their 40s and they've never been, they've never exercised, they've never touched fitness, and they had this belief that. I am just not, I'll, spe- I'll share a specific client. I won't share his name, but uh, I'll, I'll, let's call him Todd. So Todd, he had this belief that I'm just not a fit person. I can't exercise. I was picked on at school. Uh, I never enjoyed sports. I just can't do it. Uh, my father, none, no one in my family was or active, so I can't do this thing. But when we're able to truly help Todd, let go of that identity Yeah. to say, what if there's a possibility that you can get in the shape that you want? What if you can actually feel confident in your body? What if you can love your body? A light bulb switch went off. In the beginning, there were still doubts, right? A lot of doubts. That's normal. That's going to happen. But once you're able to actually let go and envision the possibilities That's when things happen. And we're about six, seven months in right now. He's actually, he's the guy going to the gym all the time. He has this new identity. He's inspiring his nephew. His nephew's getting exercising because of him. Um, His family is inspired by him too. They're getting in better shape as well. His friends ask him for health tips. Um, He's looking better than when he did in his 20s. So all those is from firstly, letting go. If you're not able to let go of that identity, you're gonna stay stuck. If you're able to let go even a little bit and look at all the possibilities, you go, wow, what if it's possible? And from everything I've seen Rick, right? What you've been sharing already Rick in my own life, every single person we've helped, it is possible. And I, if anything, people listening now, I just want to instill that belief and hope in them that no matter their past, what they've been told by people, no matter what they've experienced, that it is possible to look and feel exactly the way that you want feel good in your body as a gay man.
0: That's a big thing because Mm. we, as gay men, I believe come in with that chip on our shoulder. We don't Mm. believe it's possible that we can be gay men and live the life that we really want. And so then even as good as the facades that we push forward confidence for gay men regardless of body type i don't get i mean i have a i have a couple of good friends that they are like they are just beautiful specimens of men i mean they're they're cut they're very well you know they're just really well put together and they have no confidence in themselves whatsoever now they're Mm -hmm. setting the bar really high because they need somebody that looks really good like they do and got to me. I'm like, okay, but that's why your confidence is getting shattered to a degree. One in particular, when he looks in the mirror, he doesn't see it. He just doesn't see mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. so of course, you know, he worked with me for a while and, and we broke through a whole lot of it. Every once in a while, when I do get to see him and observe him, I'm like, you're still not there, man. You still don't see yourself for the beautiful person that you are. And I can relate to that because I I went through that a lot. Even there's still times I still see that. It's also very hard for those most of us as gay men to really take in a compliment, to really see what other people see in us. We love it on the surface, like, oh my gosh, what a great outfit. Okay, great. We can kind of take that in. Mm -hmm. But when it goes to that deeper stuff and being able to really take it in, it is a lot about letting go of the past. You just got to let go of a past belief. Kind of going back to the story I shared about, you know, fatty, fatty two by four. You have to let go of that stuff. Yeah, I remember the first time Jared that somebody called me a bear. I was pissed off because my belief was bears are only the big fat guys. They're just these big obese, and that. So this is my own bullshit coming out, and a lot of people heard this before too. Until I realized there's a whole lot of stuff that a bear can be. They can be big guys. They can be big furry guys. They can be guys that are just furry and somebody, you know, in our culture. And once I started realizing that, I was like, okay, well, okay, I'm fine with that. But Mm -hmm. there's still this thing that I don't want to be, quote, and this is a horrible thing to think at times. I don't want to be an obese bear. That's what I don't want to be, even though I'm working really hard on that. But what would Rick be like if that thought was never there? I'm just okay as I am. I'm a big bear. That's what I am. Now it's more of a joke because my whole team at work, who's gotten to know me, and I'm the only gay guy on the team out of thirty some odd people. I'm the only. I'm. I'm representing the gays on the team. Um, they've all heard like kind of some of our culture talk and stuff like that. And at first they're like, "Really?" I didn't know y'all have like. I'm like, "Oh, let us get you the dictionary of all the different things you can be in the culture, right?" Now it's so funny. We go to the team retreat like a week ago, and one of the first things somebody said to me, Look, our bear is here. I'm like, Oh God, here we go. Right. <laughs> um, but it's such a beautiful thing when we allow our bodies to be our confidence flag bearer, regardless of what is going on.
1: Yeah. Powerful. Powerful. Rick. Powerful. That, 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 I, I see it. There's, there's quite a few parts you touched on again, right? So there's that that self-acceptance, that self-love, right. and you're still, you're working towards what you want for this wedding, Rick, right? It's not saying, it isn't self-acceptance. This is where I see people go wrong as well. There's another mistake is self-acceptance and loving yourself, building that confidence doesn't mean that you let go. You don't exercise, you don't eat healthy. Actually you actually help to do better because you actually go, I love myself and I love this joke you have, Rick, that embracing yourself as you are. You're beautiful, and you go. Oh, great! Now I get to make these choices of, of right. how I want to exercise, how I want to eat, how I truly want for myself, and that's that's awesome. And the beautiful part is why. And I also see this all the time, which I shared earlier, right, Rick, of being in great shape, but then are not seeing that. I was once that myself for for many years. Is you, and my question for most people was, why don't we do both? Why don't you? Aim for exactly know what you want to look like for you, not for anyone else, not for magazines, Instagram, whatever's out there, not for anyone else out out there, but what do you want to look like for you? And also love yourself the way that you look. Why can't we have both? And our mission here, right, is helping as gay men as we can possible to exactly do that. Love the way they look and feel confident on the inside, both at the same time.
0: But Jared, you said something I want to make sure didn't get missed because it, it kind of came in. I heard it because mm. I, I, I catch, I, I I use this term all the time. Mm. But you said, "I get to do this. I get to exercise. I yeah. get to eat this." When you start to change the vocabulary around all this stuff, mm. I have to do this. I need to do this. I should do this. You're you're talking like your parents, and nobody likes our parents to continue to talk in our heads. Let's just be honest, right? I get to have this amazing meal that I created that's good for my body. I get to exercise. Okay. So like this morning when I was in my shit about being at the gym, I'm like, okay, guess what? <laughs> Today you get to exercise. However feels good for you, Rick, just go in and do the. And so I'm like, you know what? And this is always my default. <laughs> Cause our gym has, <laughs> it has a lot of stuff. I mean, it, it has all, it has like all the machines It has free weight area. It has a P90 section. It has like, you know, All of this stuff where you can kind of create your own. But then there's one area, one room that is literally a circuit room. And it's got, I think it's got 12 or 14 stations. And it is set up to like, they have this red light, green light thing, which I never really follow. I kind of go in there when I'm like, I just don't want to be in the gym with everybody. Let's go here. This morning, I'm like, we're going to do red light, green light. I literally like, I just did the machines till the red light came on. Take my break, did my little steps move to the next machine, the green lights on, just keep doing them, keep doing them, keep doing them. And I was like, I'm doing it the way I want to do it today. I was all set to go do something completely different over in the functional you know, gym area. And I just didn't feel it. When you don't feel it, guys, like you know, I was looking forward to hopefully tomorrow being a nice day, now it's going to rain. We're finally getting some warmth here in the central coast of California. I was like, I'm going to go get on the bike. I don't get to do that tomorrow, but you know what? I sure can get to get on my Peloton and go do a ride. I, that I can do when you put what you get to
1: do into the vocabulary, it is so much more powerful. That's so great, Rick. That that change, right? Of I get to, then I need to, I sh- or I should, I have to, I right. should do this because my trainer says so. I should do this because something else. That no, I get to, I, I get to, I love what you did. The traffic light, I get to enjoy my body. I get to eat these healthy meals. I get to nourish my body. It's it's such a different space to be in, Absolutely. and I'm not surprised you've lost forty pounds. And it's it's it feels like when I can hear Rick, it, it's it's at a great place going for you. That shift is so crucial, that get to, get to, rather than I need to, or I, I have to, I should. Um, so thank you for sh- shining light on that, Rick. There's there's another key mistake I want to definitely mention as well, a lot of people miss, is environment and community. Is yep. If you're surrounded by this, say, let's say, if you're surrounded by gay men or even if you're surrounded by people who are in great shape, but not confident in themselves and then they're really uh, harsh on how they look, that's going to rub off onto you. If you're surrounded by people who don't have healthy habits and who really struggle with healthy habits, um, and that is all you're surrounded by, that is going to rub off onto you. And, a big part of the shift that the people that come through the Daring Family community, right, is suddenly everyone's surrounded by other gay men who are looking after their house, who want to love themselves better, who are all on the same journey. It just makes it so much easier, so much more enjoyable. Um yeah. And that, that has a big effect. And I'm a big believer in that, right, is the five, the closest people around you, you become more, more like. So Absolutely. making sure that it, If you're surrounded by people whose habits you don't want to emulate, see if you can find someone, a community, a coach, or someone in your life or someone outside of your life right now who have those habits. It can be as simple. Even right now, listening to a podcast, that can start to change thought processes, thoughts your beliefs as well. So your community is so crucial.
0: And speaking of community and where to get some help... (laughs) <laughs>
1: Jared has some programs he'd love
0: to share. And I'd love to have him share with us before we wrap this all up. So you get to work with a lot of gay men. If somebody listening would like to work with you and kind of start and begin this journey and continue this journey and, and step into a space where they learn to love themselves, they learn to use the languages of I get to do this. And this doesn't have to be a drudgery. It can be you take your steps to get there each step at a time. What's a what's some of the ways you work with people, my friend?
1: Yeah, thank you for sharing that, Rick. So if any of this messages, if these messages have resonated to you listening right now, there's a couple of ways that we can help you. Number one, there's a free resource, it's a 40-point checklist. It goes into body confidence, fitness, nutrition. And it's been developed over many years of what are those crucial areas that is needed to develop the body that you want and to feel confident from the inside out. And that's attached, I think, in the show notes on the podcast there. Yeah. So you can jump on there. It's free. You can or help you identify those areas really quickly right. and without knowing, right? If you don't know what's, what you need to fix, you can't fix it. So that's number one. Number two, there's a special promotion here for a gift for gaming over 40 podcast is if you're listening right now, the first five people to send through a DM, we're offering a free consultation where we actually dive in deep to look at the areas that you need help with the, what are the obstacles that you need that's holding you back and then creating a solid game plan going forward to help you make those changes and, of course, number three as well, if you want to just get into things, you want to become part of the community, get the program up and running, you can let me know that too. We can get those next steps for you as well. Excellent. Okay,
0: so, guys, you want to direct message Jared on his Instagram account, correct, Jared?
1: That's right. So if you, if I DM Gay Men Over 40 podcast, I'll know exactly that they've been listening to this for that uh, free consultation. Excellent. And
0: his Instagram account is Jared Bruce Lee, all all together, can't miss it. And I would would recommend like doing this. I mean, it's just so amazing when you have community or someone to support you. And it's not because Jared and I are both coaches, but we know the power of this. I have a coach for lots of different things. I've had coaches Mm -hmm. for many different things, honestly. And it's amazing how much you can move mountains when you have somebody in your in your court, your wingman, your person that you can go to and say, you know, I'm just really struggling. And I'm so grateful for the coaches in my world that have been in my world, one in particular that continues to be in my world. And that is a guy who no matter what is going down with me, whether it's about my health, my relationship, my business, my kids, whatever. I can just go there, and it's not like they're solving the problem, so to speak. It's not like well' here, go yeah. do this, right? Yeah, because it comes from within. This is the thing that I always say to people too, is everything is within us. We just get yeah. the beautiful work of being part of the excavation tools to help you get there. yeah, so well, wow. Jared, I'm so glad we had the opportunity to talk and share. I'm encouraging anybody who really wants to connect with them. first of all, go to the website, my website. RickClemens.com or go to 40 plus gay men, gay And the 40 point checklist will be on there. You can download that. But again, direct message Jared, Jared Bruce Lee on Instagram. Be one of the first five men to do that. And he will give you a free consultation and see what this would look like. You never know until you do something. The people who don't make the move are the people who will never make the move. So get moving, get off your ass and (laughs) do something guys, do something. So, um, but Jared, again, my friend, thank you so much for being part of this. And, um, guess what guys we met through Instagram. That is how we actually got connected. (laughs) So the power of what we get to do through social media these days is amazing. And I really, truly hope that each one of you takes something from this connect with Jared, even if it starts with just following him on Instagram you will see that this is really worth the time, effort, and energy that you're going to get to put in Uh, to taking the next
1: step. So thank you again, Jared, so much.
0: Thank you so much, Rick. It's been an honor. And
1: I just uh, thank you for your authenticity, for showing up, sharing as you do. And I I love your your approach this. And I love seeing your content. I love less how we connected. And just thank you for the honor of being here. And again, sending out that belief, anyone out there as well, that you're never alone. And I share all the sentiments you shared. You, you're never alone. And there's people out there who can help.
0: All right, guys, go have a great week. And we'll catch you in just another week with another episode of 40 Plus Gay Men Gay Talk. That's a wrap for 40 Plus Gay Men gay talk where size doesn't matter we drop our bullshit get over our screwed up fears make bold moves and live life without apologies don't forget to join us on facebook at 40 plus gay men gay talk where the conversations continue